This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Tom and Warren on Joy. Happy New Year, Tom. No, no, I refuse to accept that. I've been discussing that today. Yesterday, somebody said to me, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I wanted to jump over the counter and hit the man in the back of the head. It's beyond Christmas. You cannot wish someone Happy New Year. So I want to know, what is the rule? I think Christmas is well and truly past its use by date. Well, in our house, the law is you have to have all your Christmas decorations taken down before New Year's Eve. You don't take last year's thing into a new year. So if not, it gives a bad mojo. Because I do know this, because I went to visit Andy last week and I walked into his house and I was about to say to him, mate, your Christmas tree's still up. You're going to have some really bad luck. Mm -hmm. Then I turned around and saw his kitchen. (sighs) He's already got enough bad luck. (laughs) It was royal blue and yellow. Andy, it was disgusting. No. Ikea's nice. This was disgusting. (laughs) And and I was going to say to him, it's because he left your Christmas tree up. Well, I the rule has always been in my house to put up the Christmas tree on the first of December. Correct, and then that first gives of you December. Thirty-one days, so not earlier than December, and so it's just a December thing. Correct. But the easiest way to not have to put your Christmas tree down is by not putting it up. No, I found some really good hacks. If you've looked at the internet, I've actually put ours down, but all I did was got some Glad wrap and just wrapped the tree up. Decoration nice. it's a fresh. Lot. Got it. Well, it's an old plastic one. Oh, so it's not a fake one. You're not trying to preserve the fake one. No, no, no. So it's just like a plastic. It's one of those real-looking ones. So I just popped it up, wrapped it up in cling wrap. Next year, I'll just untie it and it'll all just pop back out. Well, a friend of the show, someone who likes to say hi to you, to Warren and Creepy Andy, our producer, uh... Amy Shark. Oh, yes. She was on Instagram earlier this week and she just dragged it into a cupboard. Really? Yeah. She said bye. So she just dragged it. Yeah, but so don't forget Amy Shark's like she's got arias and things like that. She's probably got people that do it. She's probably no, got, she was doing it herself. Yeah, she was, she's probably got staff locked in that cupboard. So when she locks the tree in there, the staff take it around, put it in a box, she opens the cupboard and that's magically done. Do you think an aria would be a good Christmas ornament? I could think of plenty of things to do with that aria, but maybe it's not a Christmas. Sharp pointy. Maybe on the top, maybe an aria angel. An aria angel. Well, they're actually really pretty. I'm, I, that's my next goal, to get an aria. That is the next goal. I have to disagree with you, though, on Happy New Year. Whoa, why? Because if we, if we, you're allowed to say Merry Christmas and have, have your Christmas tree up for 31 days. Okay. Happy... It's still the new year. It's 10 days into the new year. Okay, you're right. So if I haven't seen you for two weeks in January, so we're in our second week, do I wish you Happy New Year when I see you now? Oh, yeah, it's got some legs on it. If you're still still as controversial as the next day that we celebrate in January is Australia Day, which can be difficult for some people, if you're still saying it by then... Mm. You, you got in trouble. Listen, I'm telling you, if I'm not kissing you at like two minutes past 12, I ain't wishing you Happy New Year. Okay. If you're not there to get smacked on, I couldn't care how your New Year is going to be. There, I, yeah. think the, I think there'll be a lottery next year for people that get a big kiss by Tom <laughs> yeah, to well, bring in 2020. I, it wasn't last year, the year before. I think I kissed about eight people before I kissed my husband. He wasn't happy for about nine months, but, you know, he got over it. Now, something that I was doing over the New Year, the Christmas period, I love to binge, don't worry. Binging responsibly, binge watching. Oh, binge watching. You know what? I think that's worse for your health than, you know, taking a few shots of tequila. Oh. I mean, just think about you sitting there and you're not moving, you're eating oh, all the chocolate. Around. Oh, you move around on your lounge? So get to the fridge and 
make some popcorn and well, see, get like, another drink. I've trained my dogs, and Wayne's bought me this big, like, go-go gadget. Um, I got it for Christmas, <laughs> so I don't even have to lean now to get my drink off the table. I've just got this claw that accidentally grabs it and brings it over. It's really good. Now, there's a generation of people currently aged between 22 and 37. That's always going to be the case. But currently, if you're between the ages of 22 and 37, you are a millennial. Well, that doesn't put me in that box, does it? I'm in it. Oh, very good. That's and so we are famously portrayed as lazy, self-involved, addicted to mobile phones and social media. Correct. I've just ticked off all my list and that was the top five. <laughs> and you were all on the top five. Well, a lot of millennials are going back and watching the shows that we loved in the 90s, including Seinfeld that ran from 1989 to 1998. I love Kramer. Every time Kramer opened a door, he made me giggle. I don't know what it was about him. Was it that hair or was that creepy? I don't know. Was well, he was based on a real person. So it centred around four friends in New York City, which sounds Can like a lot of sitcoms. Him? Yeah, there was Jerry Seinfeld, who was a oh, comedian. Oh, Jerry. He was so boring. Wasn't he? I mean, he was the dull one of the show. Oh, well, he had, he had to be sent around someone. Okay. There was George Costanza. Oh, unattractive. He was based on the real life co creator, uh, Larry David. And you'll notice that he's kind of Benjamin Buttoned himself because he's got hair now. Oh, has what, yeah. real hair? Or is it like, you know, put a bit of oh. glue and. Yeah. Jury's out on that. He found an old Merkin at the bottom of some <laughs> toilet and just stuck it all together. Maybe it was Elaine Bennis's Merkin. Oh, that's right, um, Elaine. She loved, loved her Elaine. dancing. Oh, Julia she... Louis-Dreyfus. That's who, that's who you dance like, Andy. <laughs> Elaine. It is. We did that the other week when we went out at Christmas and I was thinking, God, he's got some bad moves. I just thought it was like really long limbs were looking abnormally. Yeah. Elaine was uh, was a fun fact. Well, Elaine was uh, suggested by uh, NBC, the the network that broadcast it, because they had no women in the pilot. Uh, oh, so it was New York City with no women. Yeah. And also Jerry's strange neighbour, Kramer. Well, millennials are seen as the most active, informed generation so far. And after recent political movements and changes in societal structure, not surprising that old popular cultures, like what happened to the 90s, which raised uh, social issues, now seems a bit offensive. Oh, so they're thinking that Seinfeld's... Look, it was rude. They, they picked on people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they picked on a lot of people, didn't they? Well, they had a, they had a pig man, so someone was <gasps> in hospital, an overweight patient. I do remember Kramer running through the hospital trying to get pig man on his back and escape. Yeah, yes. Like, yes. Uh, he was the, just fat, and that was... Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> there, was a, there was a cleavage incident, which shows that just staring at women's breasts is just natural. Okay, yeah, there was a whole episode on cleavage. There was a whole episode on masturbation. Being the master of your domain. The master of your domain. That was... Yes, the... yes. Not many people... How, fa- how long do you think you could go? Uh, it depends. If, if I was not stressed, if I was not working, if I was not having to deal with anyone, probably... Two days? <laughs> oh, really? Because I was thinking you got here, what, at you know, 6.10, and by 6.20 you disappeared into a yeah. cubicle for a while. I thought, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Well, you've got to make use of the condoms and lube here. That's true. They're free. Yes, they are free. Uh, in 2017, The Guardian wrote about problematic TV shows and included Seinfeld in the list. In tw- the Soup Nazi. So you wouldn't want to say that anymore, would you? Would you what would you say? The Soup Strict person? The, the strict, yeah. I'm not quite sure you're right. But look, isn't there a lot of TV? I remember hearing the guys from Little Britain saying the same thing, mm. that they couldn't make their show. I remember, I mean, they wore fat suits and put on blackface. We, mm. just, we, we don't accept that anymore. And pretended to be ladies. Oh, that's Unconvincingly. right. <laughs> I don't know, the early noughties, the 90s, the 80s. But do you think that's bad? Do you, sometimes it, television is an escape. Is, mm-hmm. is it not real? Can't we make a joke of the soup Nazi? I mean, 
Maybe. He, he was, yeah. But, but does that correlate to what the horrible things that the group of people did to well, another? O- often Jewish uh, comedians and creators right, like okay. Mel Brooks would make fun of the Nazis to make the, to get rid of the fear associated with them and to make them the laughing stock. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Obviously, they eradicated six million of their, their people. And, and other people like uh, you've got political activists, you've got homosexuals, and you've got gypsies. That were included no. as well. So there must have been plenty of shows when you think back to the nineties. We must have we must have insulted I mean, if you think about it, Brady Bunch must have been some insensual little thing. We wouldn't watch that this day. Yeah, we? well I mean the Marsha and Greg were getting into each other. I think when it, they lived in the attic. I, I think it was Lady Florence, Mrs. Brady herself was getting it on with Greg. Well, in real life. Yeah. yeah I think in real and life. And I think Marsha and Jan might have had some... Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't think anyone went near Jan. In biographies. <laughs> oh, poor Eve Plum. Well, in 2015, Salon wrote about 10 episodes of Seinfeld that are now deemed racist and sexist. So does that mean they won't go to air or we're just going to play oh, the they'll probably about go to it? air. Yeah. Like, a, like they had Warner Brothers cartoons, Looney Tunes. They now have a disclaimer saying this is what was the happening at the time and it doesn't. the Warner Brothers don't reflect these attitudes, but just shows that they are a time capsule for what, what so the as dialogue. As in like Coyote trying to kill the Roadrunner? I think more there during WW2 when they were very uh, offensive to Japanese people. Oh, they were, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we love our Japanese people now. Where would we be without sushi? But, well, I mean, what a great movie. Did you watch Dirty Rich Asians? Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich yes. Asians. It was really good to actually see that group of society actually portrayed funny, mm. smart, intelligent. Because usually they always play the yeah. sidekick. It's like when they put a gay guy in there, you know, they play mm. the, the slightly sidekick. Yeah. You'll be hot-blooded and feisty and a little bit opinionated. Are you looking at me? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of a read there. Well, the best part about Christmas is even before it's Christmas, you can open up something every day. I love an advent calendar. You've you've told us that. You love that chocolate. You like that cheeky. (laughs) Love the chocolate. And they used to just be advent calendars. You just had your stock standard advent calendar. Now you can get actual proper chocolate in there. You can get a gin calendar. Yep. Get all this. I've got a Kylie Minogue one that I haven't never opened. Oh, I'm surprised you haven't opened up no, Kylie. No, it still sits in the plastic. I don't touch anything that came in Kylie. It sits in the plastic. Nothing that came into Kylie. I'll let that one go oh, yeah. through the goalkeeper. Uh, well, a mum is in the doghouse with her daughter after buying her an advent calendar that is not exactly suitable for children. Oh, God, I have seen one at Sexyland. I hope it's that one. No, <laughs> is that what you're talking about? No, not Sexyland. Just imagine a different chain of shots, more of a pet barn. Oh, I, oh pet, no, really? What is it? It was actually meant for cats. <laughs> it, was, it was like the first they had a flea medicine, then a worm medicine. And, hey, it's listen, my, my kid's scraping its butt along the carpet. You better get out, you know, the advent calendar. Well, the daughters had been chowing down on catnip. The little girl enjoyed four days of green tinged treats before <laughs> refusing to eat anymore, but assumed that the daughter was just being picky. So what if the mother didn't even have a look? Couldn't you smell it? Catnip stinks. Yeah. <laughs> the mum of three was horrified when she turned uh, the £1.99 Garfield calendar. Your Garfield might be an idea. It's either lasagna or <laughs> Food, only to discover the apple-flavoured chocolates were in fact yoghurt and catnip delicacies for cats. Well, that's terrible. I mean, what a terrible mother. You should have your children taken away. That's not... No. no. 
treating them. Actually, no, that's really good. I'm going to do that to my children next year. Yeah. I mean, it gives you something to laugh about for the next 12 months. A Every story for your 21st. Yeah. Just imagine how much easier and cheaper it is. Cats, feeding cats, they get the same meal every day. Yeah. Imagine if there was kid food. Yeah, but you don't want, you don't want to go to a restaurant and see your children over in the corner licking themselves. I mean, you're not trying no. to turn them into cats. At least yeah. they're clean. Well, it's not going to say clean. You're right. <laughs> well, in what seems to be Tom and Warren's cat news uh, segment, uh, a pussy cat, you, you said don't trust a pussy that's trying to get into a box. Um, a cat has climbed into a box and gone on a bit of a, a bit of a journey. So somebody was packing something up and the cat slipped in. Yeah, well, it's accidentally climbed. Cats love going into boxes. Yeah, they are. I can see that. <laughs> it's actually accidentally been posted 700 miles away. Um, miles? That's a long way, isn't it's it? It's a very long way. Um, ending up 700 miles across Canada, ending up in Montreal. Hopefully it was a French-speaking cat. Yeah, you could be there. <laughs> you there could, are, how do I get ju- back to Canada? And they'd be going, oh, wee oui, wee. Oui, you know, like, yeah, how do you say meow in French? <laughs> I don't know. I'm never going to go there. Thank you. Text in text in zero four two seven joy nine four nine if you are a French speaker that can uh, that can uh, <laughs> that can say meow. Uh, Baloo, a tabby cat from Nova Scotia, found out that even curiosity doesn't kill the cat, as it ended up taking an unintentional journey. The cat tucked inside a box. Yeah. But where was the box going to? I mean, are you sending it off to your grandmother and she's going to open yeah. it up and think it's a pair of mittens? You'll be trying to shove a hand. I mean, where did like this cat tea end towel? up? You know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. a cat mug and then a proper cat. Well, that'd be really good. Could you imagine? Someone's probably got it and think it is a stool. You know, one of those fur things around your neck. Well, talking about stool, I think a 700-mile journey, I think the oh, box, that would, box be would be filled smelled. with stool. This happens all the time. Like... Dogs go missing and then they walk miles back. Cats usually are trying to run away from you. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, you never know. Australia Post not that efficient. Are you, oh. a, are you a cat person? I'm definitely a cat person. I, what, yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, I'd Did rather you? a dog. You'd rather a dog? Yeah. Yeah. I find cats too intelligent for me. Maybe that's what it is. I, I find them, they intimidate Intimidation. Me. I can see them looking at me going, you're an idiot. You know, like, yeah, where the dog goes, oh, I love you. you They'll know? lick you. Well, that's not the only reason why I like the dog. I just know I always, I always feel more, more intelligent, superior to my dog than the cats. Yeah, yeah. Well, that cat who climbed into the box, well, yeah, yeah free, free flight. Yeah, maybe that's what we should do because I'd yeah. love to get to Europe. That's how many put me in a box and send me over. Yeah, yeah. cheap. Oh, I don't, it would take a few months to get there. Oh, sweet. I'm going by plane. I'm not doing no bloody. Oh, email. So I'll get an yeah. email sticker on you. Yeah. Maybe an email tattoo. I don't have any more rooms for tattoos. I'm oh. tattooed out. Unless it's a Minogue tattoo. Yeah. Minogue, just get Kylie to Kylie to send you over. Mail you to Kylie's house in London. All right. I'm finding a box that's big enough for me. Oh, look at this. This is really good. Mark, who's a funeral director from Kensington, says that he's got a spare box for me to send me to London. Oh, that's beautiful. What if, but what happens? Do you have to put air holes in it or...? Well, probably what he's sending to London, no, if he's a funeral director. Oh, that's true. But hopefully he can get a coffin, like a nice coffin, and to be sent off. Because then you can lie down. I think that would be a better way to travel. Yeah, it's like first I would class. rather be laying down, stacked up underneath the cargo, than stuck in those little chairs with someone's knee in my back. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, They won't give you any food any or anything, so you just get snacks in the coffin. Have you been on an aeroplane? It ain't food. <laughs> <laughs> there's no such thing. There's no nutritional value in it. See, you I might as well ter- eat the packet. 
Wake Up with Tom and Warren, Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne. Stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Available via podcast at joy.org.au on iTunes or your favourite podcasting platform. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them. Thanks for listening to another Joy Podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.